What up, people? Welcome to another episode of the Balu Campaign Podcast. Here today with your host, Dan and Nate. And we have another one after, I think, a month. Well, we got another one that we got to drop. So, yeah, that's that's me, though. Shouts out to me for holding that one up. But, yeah, what's up, man? What's going on, bro? How are you? How you been? This man got the fresh cut. Yes, I do. Welcome back to Civilization. Uh, I feel great. Um, yeah, I'm feeling pretty blessed. Uh, shout out to Dan for keeping one in the in the tank. Yeah, one in the chamber. Yep. I don't know what that's about, but I mean, you always got to keep one in the cut that you're ready to like let go whenever you know. It's like a little like like a like, cha-cha, like a little like a little secret weapon. Okay. I how mean, what's the point of having a stash if there's nothing in it? Anyways, how are you? I'm doing well. How's life? Life is going pretty, pretty good. Uh, yeah. It's, what high? What do you say? Uh, if you have to say uh, a positive, a high about right now, and a low about right now. A low outside. Outside, it's just looking very hopeless. Not for me. Like I'm not feeling hopeless, but. I would say the low is like the hopelessness that's being pushed at scale. I would say that bothers me a lot. And just the reality is what, what what's happening. Because um, mm-hmm. like I tell you like every other day, like, you know what I'm saying? I think everybody is making it look good, but a lot of people are getting their ass spanked and no one's really being honest about like what they're really going through. And that's fine. You don't got to put your stuff on front street. But I think when you so caught up in like fabricating and making it look good, you mm-hmm. just you just tricking yourself and hurting yourself, you feel me? Instead of just like being like, you know, like damn, like this is messed up. This is what I'm going through. Like, what can I do to fix mm-hmm. it after you know what I'm saying? You can take a little time and feel sorry for yourself, but eventually you gotta tap into some solutions, right? For sure. Um, so that um the good, you know what I'm saying? I think the basics for real at this time really keep you clean, like you know, you got you got a roof over your head, you got some type of income or you got like a little cushion that could take care of you or hold you over, um, and you healthy. I think just having those things right now is just is worth gold. Cause you feel me for sure. How about yourself? Uh, I'm just gonna second whatever you said. Okay, that was a lazy way out, but Thank okay. You. Okay, all right. So today we're gonna be discussing blind spots. We re- recently released the article entitled "Blind Spots." Um, it was a pretty decent article, short read. Um, as you can tell, things have been getting shorter. We're trying to condense how much time we occupy right now and space we occupy for you know people who tap in with us, our audience, our supporters, friends and family, loved ones, all that. It just makes more sense right now. I think attention spans are pretty short. So much going on. So blind spots. I'm going to hand it over to you, Nate. Um, give us an overview of what blind spots are. And your personal opinion on them? Mm, I mean, for me, I would say uh, the ultimate goal for this article was really just to share with people that um, as your vision increases or as if you have a big vision, if you're a person who considers yourself a visionary, a mm. dreamer, you know, you and you have all these big goals and ambitions just to realize that 
what comes with those goals, ambitions, and visions that we sometimes have, and that's blind spots. Because, and just from my experience of and what I'm what I'm seeing in life, and just in when you look at things in life, uh, the more vision you have, the more blind spots. And, and that was really my entire message uh, was for the people because I feel like sometimes as when when you have these great ideas or when you believe you have these great ideas, sometimes your ego gets in the way and you get, uh, and your judgment, not judgment, but sometimes you become very unaware of those blind spots. Mm-hmm. And even when people present those blind spots to you, because you have the vision, you're like, ah, nah. You you overlook those bond spots and see them as not important uh, or invalid. So, I mean, one of the sayings, I think it has to go, um, uh, a small hole can sink a ship, a great mm-hmm. ship. Yeah. I can't remember how the saying goes, but yeah. something like that. But I think if I had to provide a visual, one of the visuals for this article, that's it. Like. A small, a tiny hole can sink a great ship. So I think as leaders, visionaries, uh, bosses, whatever, you consider yourself, just to be very mindful of that uh, in your daily endeavors and all that. So, yeah. You totally uh, ignored what I had asked you, cuz, but... What do you ask me? Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's all good, bro. Don't even trip. But yeah, so blind spots. Because I had initially asked, like, what would you define it as more so? Mm. Um, but you really gave us, like, an overview of the topic of blind spots. So thank mm. you. We, we, we appreciate you for that. We're going to snap. Salute. But yeah, so blind spots, right? So it's defined as, um, at least in the dictionary terms, mm-hmm. a blind spot is a subject about which you're ignorant or pre- prejudiced and fail to exercise good judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one is more so like blind spots and related to driving mm-hmm. things that are not in your your rear view mirror or side mirrors that are outside of your peripheral. For sure, um, it's kind of crazy, right? Because I'm just when you were when you were speaking on it mm-hmm. on blind spots, I was like, man, I recently drove somebody else's car. I swapped cars recently. Mm-hmm. Uh, just for like, you know, a quick momentarily type of thing. So I use someone else's car. And that, um, so I'm driving. I had that car for like an hour. We switched cars for like an hour. Mm-hmm. So I'm driving. And like within like the first two minutes, I'm like, man, this person must be struggling when they drive. Because so I, when I hop in someone's car, mm-hmm. I try not to like adjust, adjust it to myself. Yeah, yeah, I try to like respect that. So it's sure. like, you know, return it with like a full tank and... uh you know what I'm saying, in terms of positioning and how they had things, trying to keep mm-hmm. it the same, right? Because with me personally, I know how long and how meticulous I am with like setting up my mirrors and mm-hmm. my seat position and everything. So if you come in, you touch, you move it an inch, I know. I'm like, hey, who touched this? Yeah. Right? Um, so I tried to keep everything like original to the original driver, and mm. I'm just driving, and I'm like, I couldn't see nothing because, <laughs> like, the side mirrors, nothing. 
nothing. I had to like stretch my neck to see even in the rear view. Mm-hmm. I'm driving. I'm like, man, this person must be a terrible driver or they must <laughs> struggle when they drive because to see in the in the side view mirror, the way they had positioned it, I had to like lean over, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I couldn't just be like in my natural position, position. as I'm driving. I got to like, like lean my head and like mm-hmm. do all this extra. And it was bad. And then I'm just sitting down. I'm like, man. I wonder if they could see in their blind spots when they're driving, mm-hmm. right? Because I, mean, I I got to do the whole three, the whole- uh, Head turn. Yeah, the head turns to make sure there's nothing in the mm-hmm. blind spot, right? I'm just like, man, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like even just speaking to what you're saying, like, you know, everyone sees it differently, right? Because mm-hmm. the way that I would see the blind spots is different than like what they're able to see from where they are positioned in their view. Mm-hmm. So I think just sharing that was kind of cool. Nah, it's real, bro. I think that's something that I try to do when I take people's car. I try my best not to like switch up, especially the mirrors. Yeah. Like I may mess with your seat at most because some people, you know what I'm saying? The height difference is like, yeah, it's hard sure. not it's to. Drastic. So, but I try not to mess with people's mirrors as much as possible because it is annoying. It's just like you want to hop in your car and just take off. You don't want to hop back in your car after someone used it and. <laughs> Be sitting there readjusting, you know what I'm saying? But it is what it is. Sounds like. So, you talk about um, DISC, D-I-S-C. Mm-hmm. A DISC index assessment. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about that, my brother? Yeah, so I, in summary, it's, it's, it's like a personality assessment uh-huh. um, where you kind of just... Ask a bunch of questions, and it uh, provides, uh, I guess, a response or whatever, mm. um, based on you know your responses. So the four areas is D, I, S, and C. Mm. I think I can't remember what each one stands for, um, but for each one, they put you on a spectrum for. The four different um, areas, um, but anyways, that's besides the point. But I had decided to take the test. Mm-hmm. Uh, took the test and kind of it's it's like a ten or fifteen page <laughs> response that they give you. It's pretty in depth. Yeah. Uh, in terms of like providing you insight in terms of like what the disc is about. Um, and then an overview like on your personality trait, what that means, uh, what are some things that you could potentially work on, how to best communicate with people, how people should communicate with you. All types is very robust, mm-hmm. I would say. And I kind of skimmed through it. I was like, man, this is a lot. I kind of threw it to the side for real. For real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but, you know. I eventually picked it back up and, and started doing a little bit more digging into it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, I had the same re- response or well, reaction when I received my results. <laughs> I took it after you told me about it. I'm like, all right, let me see what it's about. And it's free too. So I was like, you know yeah. what? I ain't paying nothing. I ain't losing nothing. Because sure. most joints that you have an extensive, fully like fleshed out result, mm-hmm. you usually have to pay for those. For sure. You feel me? It'll be like $99 value. I'm like, man, mm-hmm. I know myself. <laughs> yeah. I ain't about to give you no bread to, for you to tell me about me. Yeah. It's kind of how I felt when I went to therapy. Uh, I had to get over that, though. 
I realize I ghosted my therapist, but that's for another conversation. <laughs> but yeah, because... <laughs> and I'm like, all right, let me see what it's about. And it was so much information, it was overwhelming a bit, mm-hmm. to tell you the truth, initially. I'm like, man, like there's truth in this, mm-hmm. right? I won't knock it. There's truth. But you also have to have like the patience to sit down and go mm-hmm. through it. But I think it's very... I would encourage people to take it, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should like link it because I know it's we ain't link it in the article, but we should probably link mm-hmm. it somewhere so people could, you know, take their own and get mm-hmm. take advantage of that. Yeah. Because I think it's a really good assessment. Mm-hmm. So you took that assessment and you learned some things about yourself, right? They seem to be like personal. Um, there was a theme that stood out. Were you surprised by the theme that you found? Um. So the thing is like, I've had to read my assessment. I probably read uh, read it like a, more than 10, 15 times. Mm-hmm. Just like going through it, probably even maybe even up to 20. Just like going through it because- You're obsessed, cuz. Hmm? You're obsessed. Nah, because the thing is, you know, sometimes you're, you can, like let's say you read a book, right? Yeah. At 10 years old. For sure. And then you read a book at twenty years old. Oh yeah, it's a totally different experience. Yeah, it's a different experience because yeah. like, it's but the book didn't change. It's just that you change, right? Yeah, your understanding changed, right? Um, so I think that's kind of how my experience has been with uh, the disc, right? So like the first time I had finally went through it, like I was like, okay, this is a lot of truth to it, blah blah blah. But then I think the next time I hit it, when I went through it. The two things that really stuck out to me were uh, the ones I mentioned in the article were like you prefer to prefer you prefer to focus on the big picture and the future, not the details of the past. You can miss small but important details because you're moving too fast or focus too much on the big picture. Mm-hmm. And I read that joint and it hit me right because <laughs> my mom had made a comment. Uh, about it, something like related to that, like maybe a couple weeks ago. So I went and showed her to her, right? And like, she just started laughing. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like, she was just smiling, just like, wow, like, you know, this thing got you right. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Um, But yeah, uh, that was was one of the big uh, takeaways for me, that that piece of... um, Overlooking small important things, because to me sometimes I see small as unimportant, as not important, mm-hmm. um, and that's something I'm trying to take. Like even with like simple things like making your bed, right? Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> like just realizing, like, okay, Nathan, like, yeah, uh, who cares if you make your bed or not? But like, nah, like that's important, right? Mm-hmm. Just being very disciplined, even with the small things and. And taking even small things seriously is something I'm trying to be a lot more deliberate and diligent with. You, you know what's funny? Yeah. You're the same person for years that always says, the way you do small things is how you do big things. You've been telling me that for years because whenever I try to take the easy way out, you like, yeah, bro, but you know, you, like, you always got to remember, man, the way people do like the small things, is it carries over to bigger things in their life. Mm-hmm. And you out here skipping the small things, man. Nah, but you this is You making your bed out, Nate. 
But this is the thing, it's like straight up as with you, bro. Nah, nah, nah. It's good, but that's that's actually it's a good point that you brought that up. So for me, like when I would, if I would say a statement like that, right? Yeah. So it would be like, okay, how do I treat a dollar today is going to affect how I treat a hundred dollars when I have a hundred dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So things that I view are important. Right. Yeah. Even if it's at a small scale, I'm still gonna treat it as important. Okay. But things that I don't see as important, mm-hmm. um, that I view as small yeah. or unimportant, I'm gonna treat it like it's whatever. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm gonna like, ah, that's not important. Okay. So I think for me it wasn't um necessarily it was more about shifting my mind in terms of like what's important. Okay. Um, and realizing that, like, you know, it's bigger than kind of what I what I had already what I had perceived. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I take it. All right, cool. So let's move on to the Tonka trucks. We got the eighteen wheelers that we mm-hmm. about to let come in. For sure. Probably gonna add like a sound effect or something. This part <laughs> that'd be kind of cool. Um, but yeah, the eighteen wheelers, right? And that's so the eighteen wheeler. Correct me if I'm wrong, but mm-hmm. what I got from it is an 18 wheeler is like the super big, True. grandiose, visionary image. Like the, I'm about to build something to change mm-hmm. the world, mm-hmm. which I think is like now that I've got older, I don't agree with that, like that terminology or approach any longer. What? Recently, like that whole, like, I'm going to change the world type of thing. Um, uh, That's why? where you said why? Mm-hmm, just like oh, a quick, man, I was hoping I could just say it and keep it moving, but just a quick nah. Yeah. Um, I think it puts too much pressure on yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe when you have that great aspiration, and it's a great aspiration, mm-hmm. but once you set that to be your north star, and you don't reach it, nothing will ever feel enough. Mm-hmm. For sure. Nothing you do will feel like you've done enough. No accomplishment will satisfy you. It creates a almost unattainable bar. Mm-hmm. And it I think it just doesn't it doesn't add to your overall life satisfaction. Mm-hmm. I think it's more realistic to start small things and just, you know, tackle things that you can tackle mm-hmm. immediately. And let those things, if they do happen, to create a ripple effect and end up saving the world or changing mm-hmm. the world or whatever type of influence you want to have on a global impact mm-hmm. scale. If that ends up happening, I think that's cool. Mm-hmm. But to start off and just making that your North Star, you're going to feel for the longest like you're chasing something that's unattainable. Kind of like you've been sold. But it. it's not attainable. It's not attainable? No. What do you mean? To change the world? Because I think... It's a good point. I said I, something I that's unattainable. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's, it's not, like, you can't, because the thing with that, like, and I agree with your point, you can't, that's not measurable. You can't measure, have I changed the world? Like, as you're, it's something either, it's either you did or you didn't. Yeah. There's no, like, steps that you can really say, like, okay, first I got to do this, then mm-hmm. I got to do this, then I got to do this, then yeah. I got to do this, right? So it's like- it's better to find a goal that's attainable mm. or that has somewhat of 
a process. Something measurable. Something measurable that you can measure in the interim. And then when you get to whatever goal you have, it's like, okay, it changed the world. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think you set out to change. I don't think anyone should set out to change the world. I think you should set out to do something that could change the world. Yeah. Or just just to provide some value. Because a lot of great things just came out of even personal need. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of things that I would would have ideas of creating or attempted to create was like... selfish to be honest mm-hmm. a good amount of them were selfish where it's like you know what i wish this exists it yeah. doesn't exist let me see if i can make it exist right yeah. like i remember i had met this guy one time i think his name was jamal we had a conversation and we were talking about like some issues and how we could probably solve them using tech and stuff right he mm-hmm. was like way older than me he was a uh he was a, like a developer a software engineer mm-hmm. uh, way older than me i met him through like one of my mentors one time and um, I brought up like a certain issue mm-hmm. that I always thought was interesting and I wouldn't mind tackling. And he made the comment. He said, if not if not you, then who? You feel me? Like, mm-hmm. he's just like, you know, like if, like, you know what I'm saying? If someone has to take care of it, why not it be you to handle that, right? You clearly mm-hmm. have the idea. You got the brain power to do it. Why not try your hand and see? Mm-hmm. You know, instead of just being like, man... I hope one day somebody or I wish, right? It's like somebody, things that are, yeah, things that are realistic because you can end up doing something that saves your immediate need and your immediate circle or your life or whatever. Mm-hmm. And next, you know I'm saying somebody else comes across that, finds a way to use it to help themselves. And next thing you know, you done changed the world. You know what I mean? But yeah, I just, I just feel like it's just, you're setting yourself up for failure. Not that you're gonna fail, mm-hmm. but you're always gonna feel like you fail. You're failing. Yeah. You'll never feel satisfied. Yeah. Like me, like I live with never feeling satisfied, and I have my own reasons why, right? Mm-hmm. But at least in terms of things that I'm chasing, they're measurable. Mm-hmm. Where I could, even though I'll probably get a lot of them, I won't feel satisfied because mm-hmm. that's just me as a person. At least I know I I could I could check them off, right? Yeah. Like when you put like that save the world, it's hard to kind of check that off. Yeah. <laughs> It'll be good. For sure. It gets hard. But yeah. But yeah, um, 18 wheelers. So the 18 wheelers are the big visionaries, right? Mm-hmm. The people who like are like, we're gonna do this and it's mm-hmm. gonna do that and it's gonna do that. Mm-hmm. So, but the thing about being a big 18 wheeler visionary is mm-hmm. The, the larger you get, the larger your vision gets, the larger your role gets, whatever that is, whatever, the larger blink gets, the more blind spots that creates and mm-hmm. the more patience is necessary when it comes to making decisions mm-hmm. to, you know what I'm saying, leading the ship, leading mm-hmm. the car, the boat, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to have you take over and talk about your personal 18-wheeler that you spoke on and just 18-wheelers in general, like things that I could apply to my life, you feel me, as I, I become, you know, super big visionary man. <laughs> What's so uh, funny? Because <laughs> you just like, that was just like super big visionary. I mean, more so the expression, like people not seeing your uh, oh my my pose right yeah. now. Yeah, <laughs> hey, give me you a flick real quick. We need this. We use this as like the the album cover. <laughs> yeah, go um, ahead. 
but yeah, uh, <laughs> I just think, uh, as Danny uh, alluded to, just um, the bigger the vision, the more blind spots, and the more and the more patient you have to be, mm-hmm. right? And the more you have to be willing to listen and hear people, right? Um. So yeah, to listen and hear people. Mm-hmm. But the, the the hard part about listening and hearing people, because the term visionary mm-hmm. by itself it sounds beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like just imagine like someone is like introducing you to give a speech, and they're just like, "This oh, coming up next, we have Nate." The visionary of the year. <laughs> like, that sounds sweet. Yeah. It's like, ooh, that man doing some. Mm-hmm. Right? It sounds so good. Mm-hmm. And once I think once you've adopted that idea, like, you know what? I'm a visionary. Like, mm-hmm. I see the vision. Sometimes it comes with, like, a little bit of arrogance where you're mm-hmm. like, and no one else can see my vision. Mm-hmm. And then... <laughs> It comes with like ignorance where you're like, well, F your opinion because you clearly can't see yeah. my vision mm-hmm. and you don't know what you're talking about. Who who are you to give me advice? Mm-hmm. You're not big visionary. I see yeah. how you living. You're not visionary. Yeah. You don't got no vision. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Um, so it gets harder the bigger your vision gets also. That's why I like that you included patience because you have to be willing to sit down and think. You have to be willing to... You know, cross mm-hmm. dot your I's, cross your T's before you make moves. For example, yeah. like the car, the super big CDL commercial trucks. If they if they're turning, and they you know I'm saying they make a mistake, they don't see a car in their blind spot, they overturn, oversteer, whatever. That big truck, if it hits like a tiny little sedan, somebody might not make it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, like. We've like seen it's, videos. It's more life or death than anything. Yeah. Like we've like seen videos where those big trucks like make a mistake, slide on some ice, and take out multiple people, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They don't just kill themselves. They they could take out, wipe out like a good chunk of 95. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When they when they mess up, bro. Mm-hmm. You feel me? So it's like you're more accountable. Mm-hmm. But you also could become more arrogant if you don't stay grounded and check yourself. Mm-hmm. So my whole thing is alluding to how how do you decipher between an enemy mm-hmm. and an actual like caring friend? Yeah. And when I say friend, it can mean anybody. It doesn't have to mean like in the the terms of your your relationship. Mm-hmm. But you know, just like friendly, it's coming from a place of love, yeah. opposed to like someone actually hating. Like man, this man got a vision. Let me mm-hmm. throw some salt on it, right? Yeah. No, I mean all valid points. I think so. Hmm. It's tough, right? For sure. So I think one of the challenges, because in Oracle I mentioned, I'm, I thought my mom was an enemy when she tried to point out some of my blind spots, right? Mm-hmm. And the thing was, the reason why it was hard for me to see her as someone, first, accountability on my end, not knowing yourself makes you unaware of your blind spots, right? So you don't realize, like... That okay, this is a blind spot, you know what I'm saying for me? Because I mean it's easy to say in a car, like, okay, hey yo, there's a car right there, right? Mm-hmm. But like in real life, it's hard to say, hey, this is a blind spot for you because you can't physically see it, right? Um, so the first thing was not really 
being fully self-aware. That's the first. The second was I think I had, because I knew my mom, I didn't feel like my mom's intentions, even though I knew it was out of love, but I still felt like her motives were a little bit um, not pure. impure because at the end of the day, me, especially like, for example, like me leaving my job, right? At that time, I was helping out my mom doing like a lot of stuff, right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like she could always rely on me for bread. Mm-hmm. So like in my mind, anything she said... <laughs> In the back of my mind, it was like, uh, is she saying this because she She's out of love or she's it. trying to prevent me from, you know, uh, making a mistake or whatever? Yeah. Or is she saying this because she has, she's considering herself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is this a selfish mm. thing or this like a selfless, like, Nate, I'm trying to. Yeah. Expose you to something that you're not seeing. Yeah, so sure. I think that was that was one of the things, right? Um, uh, it's it's hard it's hard to it's hard to sometimes take advice or receive criticism from people who you feel like have something to gain or lose by your decision. Mm. Um, so yeah, like even <laughs> like it's crazy, bro. Like. Uh, I was watching, like, it's crazy. Uh, I was watching Moesha, right? Yeah. And Frank, the dad, <laughs> he uh, trying to buy a dealership because, you know, he's a car car salesman. And he's trying to buy a dealership or whatever. And what they thought they were going to pay for the dealership, they ended up getting a bidding war and they had to pay. Each person, other partners had to come up with extra seventy five thousand dollars right okay so he told d like oh, okay like i cashed out our retirement um can i borrow actually like to borrow her savings to borrow um like from their uh college to it fund that they have mm-hmm. for the kids all types of stuff and she's just like whoa 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 like Yo, like you, you just tripping. Like yeah. you made this decision without me. He's like You're definitely tripping. Guys. He's like, yo, like you don't believe in me. Da, 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 da. Like they get into that. Yeah, he got defensive. Yeah, yeah, they get into that. I'm just like, wow, like it's kind of crazy. And then <laughs> it reminded me of some other video I had watched. You know, I know this is not your favorite person, but Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. This <laughs> this guy, right? He had. Quit his job. He had a wife and kids. Quit mm-hmm. his job. Started a business. Took like 30K out of their retirement. Uh, and he lost everything. Mm-hmm. And he was so, his vision was so big, you know, financial freedom, all that type of stuff. For sure. And the woman, like a therapist, she said, you thought you, I can't remember what she said, but exact words. But eventually she said, she said, you thought you were trying to, you said, you wanted to provide for your family. That's why you took for this risk, right? And he was like, yes. She was like, but in reality, what you did was you robbed 
then you stole from the family. Okay. I was like, damn. Damn, she spanked his ass. Bruh, I could see it in his eyes. Bruh, I, yeah, that's bruh it spanked me, bruh. <laughs> that's painful. She, you could tell him his eye. He was just like, yep. Like, he had to eat that, bruh. And it was real, like. Uh, but yeah, I think those are those are those are the two things: um, not being fully self-aware, and then of course, uh, kind of not wanting to accept criticism from people who are close to you because you feel like you know they have something to gain or lose um, from your decisions. And how do you make that switch, or how do you determine if? It is coming from a genuine place right now, or you really don't till later on. Because it took it clearly took you some time before you mm-hmm. was like, "Oh snap!" Like you meant good this entire time. You know, my mm-hmm. bad. I was tripping, right? But some sometimes you don't have that long stretch of patience to wait. If you got to make a decision, and you mm-hmm. have a time frame on that decision, like most decisions have, right? Mm-hmm. You can't. You can't. Take the three months that you were able to take, or however mm-hmm. long your grace period to come to, like you know, mm-hmm. I'm actually considering what you told me because I've came to the conclusion that you're not the enemy. <laughs> yeah, for right? sure. Um, I think it's just self awareness. I think that's the only way, to be mm-hmm. honest. Uh, getting knowledge of yourself and your blind spots. Period. I think that's the only way because if you know your blind spots, and someone says something, you're like, oh, okay. Hmm, that's in relation to my blind spots, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and specifically as a visionary, right? Like now that I'm aware that I overlook small but important details, if someone points out a something, a small detail, I'm not going to just brush it to the side because it's like, okay, that's small, but okay, let me dig into that. Is that important? Is that something I need to be vigilant of and pay attention to because the thing is like like I said in the article like I thought you know I'm this visionary I thought my mom had because she was calling out small but important things I thought it was like it was out of a scarcity mindset I'm like yo you ain't got the vision you against me yeah you ain't got the you don't have the vision you don't have the vision that I see like oh yeah you got the scarcity mindset Mm. so I'm not this blind spot you're poking out is um, not important because uh, it's coming from a sca- place of scarcity, mm-hmm. um, not a place of love and, uh, you know what I'm saying, honesty. Okay. Yeah. So I like that. Self-awareness. Mm-hmm. And what was the other one? Um, Being knowledgeable of your natural blind spots. Mm-hmm. Will save you. Yeah, for sure. Hmm. All right. Well, that pretty much sums it up, cuz. All right. That's Any crazy. Words? Uh, yeah. So you said something in the final paragraph that I thought was really cool was um, basically, you know, the world admires the visionaries, but the people who often get overlooked are those voices of reason mm-hmm. who help us, you know, make these decisions, push through our hard times, and especially see our blind spots and mm-hmm. you know the little things that we might miss along the road because mm-hmm. it's easy to get so caught up in what you know you're on the verge of delivering mm-hmm. or what you plan to deliver that you can miss a lot right mm-hmm. that happens to me a lot of times where i, I know i get caught up and you you'll catch some small stuff mm-hmm. and i'm just like man like that's small and unimportant 
mm-hmm. like effort, but you know, mm-hmm. it makes sense in the long run to yeah. handle those things also. So yeah, I guess my closing remark is just, you know, stay sharp and yeah. pay attention to everything, mm-hmm. right? Especially the small things. Cause like you mm-hmm. said, a small, small holes sink to big ships and you don't wanna build nothing that's really great and then you find out that you know what I'm saying you overlooked a little piece of advice or mm-hmm. suggestion early on in your process that cost you everything you built. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's real. And um, on you. Or go ahead. Oh no, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah, or and if you're not a person who's super detail oriented or have a great attention to detail, at least surround yourself with people who can be that voice of reason. Yes. You know Yes, um, definitely. It's important. Like I just remember, just like the last thing, like uh, we're built in Africa, right? Mm-hmm. Remember, I had brought. I was like, "Yo, we should introduce uh, French videos into you know the platform." Yeah, and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's a great idea." Like <laughs> I seen it, I was like, "Okay, this is gonna be all great." And then you kind of broke down all the. Things that like I wasn't seeing, like yo Nate, okay, if we introduce French videos into the platform, people are gonna want to get interviewed in French, and I'm like, we don't have nobody who speaks French <laughs> on the team, right? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it was like you said, and I was like, wow, okay, I completely overlooked that, <laughs> like completely, yeah. that had not come to my mind at all. Yeah. So yeah, I just think. Just be willing to listen to people and have people around you. Yeah. Um, when you're making decisions, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. And one thing also that I think kind of plays off of that last thing is that um, sometimes you just need somebody who's outside of what you're doing mm-hmm. to get their opinion also. Hmm. Because um, there's little things that people usually bring up that don't make sense. Like for example, like for like work. Like I do like UX or whatever. And one time the last product we built, we brought in for our testing, we had somebody from HR. Mm-hmm. And it's tech. You know what I'm saying? You would think like what does somebody from HR know about? You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? All this stuff that's going on, right? Everything like, oh, it works, it looks nice. Mm-hmm. And they brought up like a good point on like accessibility. Like mm-hmm. you feel me? Like, you know, your your color contrast ain't hitting like it should, da, 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 da. and it's like you know what that's true. We didn't mm-hmm. think about those little accessibility pieces. So sometimes just you just need just an outside opinion mm-hmm. of somebody who's not connected to what you're building, because mm-hmm. it might not be like a small detail that they catch, but they can make a comment that mm-hmm. will make you rethink. Like okay, let me. There's probably a better way to present this, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. We had 39 minutes and. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to everybody for hopping on today, for listening. If you stayed through, salute to you. If you haven't already, tap in the website, check out the article. It's pretty short and sweet, concise, straight to the point. Um, Stay safe. Take care of your family. Take care of your chickens. Yeah. Stay alive. Value campaign. We out.